Hi everyone, thanks for tuning this episode of Mugigan Times. On this episode we have an incredible and legendary guest. We have a hip-hop rap legend, we have Jermaine Dupree. Jermaine is an international legendary songwriter, record producer, record executive, entrepreneur and DJ. Welcome JD and thanks for coming on the podcast. Ah, uh, thanks for having me. You're welcome. How's it all been going over there? Um, cool, you know, just a lot of work, you know, Make, trying to keep it moving, trying, trying to keep it moving. Cool. Tell me, when the pandemic hit and during the pandemic, how was that for you personally and professionally? Um, well, professionally, um, it stopped a lot of things. You know, it stopped people going in and out of studios, um, traveling, of course, to go do um, DJ gigs and instead of third and shows and all of that. So it stopped a lot of that. But on the personal side, it uh it actually made me focus more um than I had been prior to the pandemic. You know, I'm I'm always a focused person, but I have I had a lot more time to focus and actually put time into more time into my craft, learning my machines, learning my equipment more than I knew already. Um I actually feel like it was a a um um, a helping hand um, for a lot of people, not just myself. Wow, yeah, definitely. Couldn't couldn't agree more with you there. It's um changed the world and helped a lot of people in a lot of ways. All right, um, let's yeah. just jump, let's just jump straight into it. Um, take me back to 1993, so so death, um, and everything, and how the momentum obviously took you from, I guess, previously then to where you are now. Um, you said 91? 93. Oh, 94. Um, well, if, if that would be after crisscross, is that what you, that's what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, around that era, yes. Yeah, so after crisscross, um, you know, the success of crisscross was so big and, um, Sony, Columbia Sony, offered me my own label deal and um from that you know from that label deal i signed escape um i went on to sign the brat um i then did social death base all-stars and then i think i signed jagged edge and then um yeah i mean i think that was pretty much the road from that in that era of what you're talking about yeah, for sure, 100%. What does Atlanta mean to you and your culture and, I guess, um, overall what it's done for the rap music industry, in your opinion? Say again, one time. What does Atlanta mean to you, I guess, um, personally, and representing, mm -hmm. I guess, your culture, the rap, the whole the whole industry, and, um, yeah, what it's done for you personally and professionally? Well, I mean, Atlanta at the time was... Um a city like no other cities in the in the rest of the United States as far as I'm concerned. The 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 nightlife, the the underground entertainment swell, um, the southern hospitality and the fact that we as a city wanted our city to become what it has become today. Um and this wasn't just a vibe or a feeling from one person. This was everybody in the city at the time. So we all was pushing hard to 
turn Atlanta into the Atlanta that you see today. Um, what it means to me, like I said, I feel like it's just like a, it was a breakthrough in hip hop. It was a breakthrough in the music industry. And it was a breakthrough that I believed could happen. Um, it was just based on the work that each individual coming out of here was to, was to do. So, um, I mean, for the, for the rest of the industry, Atlanta became a savior to the rest of the industry on all fronts, you know, from, from, from producers to songwriters, um, to even artists. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not sure any other city has had a run like Atlanta. That's incredible. That is incredible. Tell me about Bow Wow, Chris Cross, TLC, Usher. Obviously, you've done a, and you've created a lot of artists and got them obviously to where they are today. What does that mean to you and what do they mean to you, I guess, personally as well? Um, I mean, those four artists that you name, they're superstars. So it's just like, um, to me, it's, it's, it's pretty, um, Sometimes it's unbelievable for me to even realize that um, I was just constantly help making, help make none, I mean, back-to-back superstars. You know, you talk about these people and, um, and you know, being at the forefront of starting it, not like somebody that they called to just work. Um, majority of the artists that you just named I was there from you know from the beginning and the the infant stage of them as an artist and talking to them and telling them things to do and then writing songs that complemented what we were talking about and then them going out and doing what I believe that they could do and really becoming the stars that they are today um it's pretty it's a pretty interesting process when you sit back and look at it. Oh, that's sensational. How do you know personally when you see someone, obviously you're taking from literally, I guess, nowhere and making them superstar or helping at least get them to become a superstar? How do you, how do you know that they've just got that vibe or they've got that to become a superstar? Um, yeah, I could see it. I could see it. And um uh, and 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 a lot of the times it's based on their act actions and their activity and what they say to me, um, the way they go about things and asking me questions. I could tell in the questions that oh okay this kid really wants it or when it's time to turn that light on, um, the level that they go to compared to what was just happening prior, um. So most of the time you can see it, you know what I mean? It's just these artists need, they sometimes need help in the fashion area and styling. Um, they sometimes need help in the area of just like paying attention to what it is that they have because um, they might not be paying attention to the, to the right part. So my role is always the quarterback, the coach, <laughs> um, and, you know, um, it's needed. Wow, that's that's sensational. What's influenced your career? Um, before I guess it began, like what artist and um, yeah, what what yeah, what influenced you? Um, 
It depends on what era of my life you're talking about. <laughs> All right, let's be general. Overall. Uh, overall, I, I mean, I think every great person influenced me. If you're great <clears throat> in any field, in whatever field it is, and you're great, I've had to pay attention to you. Um, I think I study the greats. Um, I pay attention to what they do. I pay attention to how they become great. Um, cause at some point I want people to say I'm great, you know? Um, I, so, so, um, that's my influence. I feel like, you know, Quincy Jones, uh, Herbie Lovebug, Teddy Riley on a production side. Um, these guys, um, um, the Philadelphia sound, um, all of these guys, these producers, these dip, these these people, you know, they 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 inspire me, and they, um, Jimmy Jammy, Terry Lewis, L.A. and Babyface, they all sent me in a in a in a direction at one point in time to try to find what I'm what I'm doing or try to find what I wanted to do, and it was based on what I heard them doing. That's extraordinary. Tell me about. Uh, JD's vegan ice cream, and what that's what yeah, what's happening there? Uh, well, JD's vegan ice cream is is a um vegan ice cream brand that I started last year. Um, I've been vegan for seventeen, going on eighteen years now, and I just wanted to bring something to hip hop that was um uh, on the lighter side, as well as uh, more positive thing from 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 entrepreneurs and moguls in this game um you know everybody does liquor everybody's now doing weed um i felt like a lot of the things that are sold through hip-hop <clears throat> are not positive things right that that you know they just if you look at it they're just not things that really really um help you as a person or help the body so um and and you know being a hip hop baby um this could have come off corny and this could have come off like something that the um community hip hop community wasn't paying attention to but i didn't really care because um in this space i speak my truth because i'm i'm a true vegan i know exactly what veganism has done for me i know what it does for anybody else and i know um you know um, we need a dessert. We needed a dessert. So it was a couple of reasons why I created JD's Vegan. Um, but, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I created five different, um, version, uh, five different flavors, um, which is 404 cookies and cream, um, key lime pie, strawberry sweetheart, chocolate my way, um, welcome to Atlanta peach cobbler. What am I forgetting? Um, I'm forgetting one. I'm forgetting one. I'm trying to remember. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I for, I forgot the sixth one. Um, why am I forgetting this thing? Um, and and you know a lot of them I named after my songs. So like the Welcome to Atlanta Peach Cobbler. That's a double. I guess you could call it a double entendre type of thing because 
the peach is the state of Georgia's, you know, um, fruit. And then, um, my song, Welcome to Atlanta. So it's like a, a homage to Atlanta, basically. Um, in one, and then the other one, Strawberry Sweetheart is, um, um, Sweetheart was a song that me and Mariah have. And I just merged the two together and called it Strawberry Sweetheart. Um, Chocolate My Way, um, Usher's album My Way, I produced basically. Um, and this is chocolate, vegan chocolate. So I basically saying that you're getting, yeah, everybody has chocolate ice cream, but this is chocolate my way. So, um, just little clever things like that to, to, to like incorporate the music and the entire culture into, uh, grocery store product. Incredible. That's sensational. Welcome to Atlanta. Um, is one of my favorite songs too. So yeah, well done. That's, that's incredible what you've done. What? Thank you. What, what makes a good song? What like, what and what inspires you to like make a good song? I know that's probably a pretty generalized question, but overall, when you're sitting there or you're helping someone become a star or you're writing them a song, what, yeah, how, what, what, what in your opinion makes a good song? I mean, well, for me, a great song is, is usually a hook. The hook of the song is, is, is what, um, I feel like makes a great song. Um, and then at that point, you know, whatever the storyline is to go, to go along with the hook. Um, but, but for the most part for me, it's, it all starts with a hook. If the hook is right, then I feel like the song is going to be amazing. Um, and, and you can tell, you can tell how the song is going to be based on the hook, right? So, so, um, I, I always try to start writing hooks first because I feel like the bigger, the bigger the hook, the bigger the song. Wow. Wow. What has given Jermaine longevity? You've been around a very long time and, you know, you're very relevant and you stay relevant and, you know, you've, you've, got, you've been very consistent. What has given you the longevity? Um, oh, sorry. So the, 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 the sixth flavor was apple butter. I'm sorry. Just for <laughs> you. Just, right. Um, uh, what gives Jermaine longevity? I think, the fact that I started in this business so early, um, I actually really, really started in the business when I was 16. Um, so therefore, um, I have, you know, I had a long, I have a long runway. Um, I actually started at 16. I didn't try to make a record at 16 and then it didn't happen until I turned 21 or something like most people's story. My story, I actually started at 16. Uh, I think Silk Tom's Leather came out when I was 17. Um, I found Criss Cross when I was 18. They came out when they was, they record came out when I turned 19. So literally before I turned 21, I was a musical millionaire, right? Um, and, um, a lot of people in today's world that's coming into the music business are people that was that came in when I was when I came in. They didn't have that runway, you know what I mean? They didn't have that runway, and they didn't have that youthfulness with them, um, you know. So everything that I do musically, or everything that I think about, 
or everything that I want to do has this youthful edge into it because of how how young I started. I never really and I grew up actually making music, so I never actually had an opportunity to. I won't say grow up, but actually come into this adult mind space that majority of people um, my age seem to jump into. So, like, when people get in their 30s and their 40s, um, they start talking older and they start thinking older. Um, I never actually went through that because I never subscribed to the older ideas of things from the initial start. Um, and there's ways that you can do it. Never, not like the older ways don't work. The older ways definitely work. Um, it's more older people in the music industry than it is younger people. Or uh, was when I came into game. Um, and with that being said, I think it's just, is how you decide to do it and which way you decide to go with me. Um, I, I also, I also feel like um, it's so much more for me to conquer, right? It's, I see so much more land out there for me to conquer. Um, just like this interview with you, it's the first time I'm doing this interview. Um, sometimes these things don't matter to people, but for me, it matters. I want, I, I want to conquer everything that there is to conquer in the music business. Wow, that's amazing. That's that's incredible. Um, thank you for sharing those insights. What inspires you daily? Um, empty space. <laughs> the fact <laughs> that, like I said, empty space. The fact that I feel like, you know, I'm looking at stuff that nobody else is looking at, and I'm like, okay, well, I could just look at it, but I'm I don't want to just look at it. I want I want I want to control that space. I want to hold that space. Um, I feel like, I feel like God put me here to do this. He showed me at a very young age that he gave me the strength and the know-how. And, um, once you recognize that you have that, it's on you to use it. So, um, that, that's what inspires me every day. I, I, I could lay in the bed and be like, you know, cool, I'm just going to lay here, but when I lay in the bed, I think about how I'm wasting my talent, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's, um, that's great insights. What, off the top of your head, you, you've probably got millions of memories and you have millions of memories. What, what are the ones that I guess come to your mind, um, frequently that really stand out for you that are the best? Uh, you said what, what names? Uh, what are the best memories? Um, obviously you would have millions, but, that comes to the top of your head, you know, when you're just thinking, wow, that's amazing that that's happened. You know how you just have one of those memories where it just is always at the top of your head and you think back, you're like, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, I would say um, the first memory that comes to my mind is the fact that the success that I had with Mariah Carey um, is pretty incredible to me because um, at one point in time, when, when I first started talking to Mariah about working with her, I told her that she didn't need me. Um, I still feel like she doesn't need me to this day. And I think that's why it's incredible to me, because she doesn't need me. She's Mariah Carey. Um, you know, 
she's she's gonna always be Mariah Carey with or without Jermaine Dupree. So for me to even for me to even get a piece of that success um is pretty amazing. Right. What are your hobbies and passions aside from you're an extremely busy person and you've got your hand obviously in a, a lot of different pies? What do you like to do if you have any downtime, like aside from I guess work? My downtime is um I play video games. Um I like to travel. Um, you know, uh spend time with my kids. Um, um just chill, as you know, even even just chill, um, just for a second and, and, and just kinda like smell the flowers. Um because I haven't, you know, um, in my whole time of trying to get to where I've been trying to go, um, I didn't do those things, you know. Um, so, so I found out that that, you know, you know, just some of that is is healthy as well as it's needed because I never got opportunity to really do it, and I still don't to the point where I wish I could. So my downtime is not really to do a lot. Because I do so much when I'm working, you know. Um, I travel when I'm working. I I party when I'm working. Um, I do all of these things when I'm working. So when I'm not working, my my, you know, um, I try to get as much rest as possible. But I also, like I said, I try to spend time with my family. And when I just want to get away from everybody, I go play video games because it it. It takes my mind off of whatever problems I have, whatever ideas I'm thinking about. It, it, you know, it pushes all of that to the side and works in a different space. Right. If you were 18 again and you could change anything, you could go back in time, you could change anything in your career, personally or professionally, it can be. Um, what would you change? Um, I would change the fact that, um, I didn't believe with the passion of the rest of the greats in the world. And what I mean by that is that when Michael Jordan went to North Carolina, um, somebody or something was told to somebody that let's watch this guy's career from this point on. and watch him build this into what it is today, right? Um, when Michael Jackson went to Motown and um some point in in the process, um Joe, their father, rest in peace, believed that Michael Jackson would turn into Michael Jackson that he is today. Um and I feel like all of these people, you know, because when I watch it, I'm like, wow, why why were they filming this at such an early age? Why do they have footage of this? Why is it so much content surrounding these people? Um, and um, it's the belief thing that these people had that 
I came into the game not having. Um, it's a belief that these people had that I came into the game that the people around me didn't have. My mother and father never knew what I was going to become. And I don't think they even thought that, you know, my career would even turn into anything more or less than what they saw, you know, uh, firsthand. So, um, those, that's the only thing because now that I have such a long, Jevity of life um it's things that's missing um in having such a long career and the thing that's missing is you know that content um so that you guys can know and see the crisscross process um the escape process early um left eye living at my house um just the entire introduction of who Jermaine Dupree is and where it came from, um, at this point sounds almost in like impossible to believe. But um it happened, it is what happened, but at the same time, um no one was filming it, nobody documented it. And um I you know, I like I said, I at this point now I turn back and I look and I'm saying that damn, nobody thought to document my life. Nobody thought that I was gonna be anything because that if somebody would have said yo we should film this we should film at least one of these moments and i think once i got an opportunity to have money to buy a video camera i started documenting things myself but before that is when you know but at the same time like i said that's me and my self-belief um getting the uh, getting others to believe um, I feel like has always been um, a hard thing in 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 the aesthetic of Jermaine Dupree. Well, thank you for sharing. Um, yeah, you've done amazing. Um, you're an inspiration to generations, and you know your legacy will live on forever. Um, Jermaine, thank you for coming on the podcast. I do appreciate it. It's amazing, as I just mentioned, your career and where you are today. And yeah, I just wish you nothing but the best in all your future endeavors. Thank you.